0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah. He's alive. You know, this is the the big day of all Christianity. And I want to say thank you to all of you that came today with family. We welcome you. We thank you for coming. God bless you. Today, I'm going to preach on the resurrection. But I'm going to preach in a little different than most of you have ever heard it. We're going to talk about the real reason Jesus went to the cross and what he did. Go to John chapter 20 with us and let's begin reading. John chapter 20 verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early and while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb and she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They've taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they laid him. Peter therefore went, and the other disciples were going to the tomb, and they ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, but he didn't go in. Simon Peter came, followed him, went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. The other disciple who came to the tomb first went in and saw and believed. And as they did not know the scripture, for he must rise again from the dead, and the disciples went away down to their own homes. Mary stood outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus was laying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And they said, because they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they laid him. And when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, you've carried him away. Tell me where you laid him and I'm going to take him away. And he said to her, Mary, she turned and said, Rabboni, which is to say, "Teacher." And Jesus says, do not cling to me. I have not ascended to my father, but I go to my brother and, and say to them, I'm ascending to my father, your father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came, to the disciples that had seen the Lord and had spoken these things. Today we're talking about the day Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Did you know that time, as we know it, has a fulcrum point? Yes. That means that there is a day... That everything on the earth and in the universe changed. A fulcrum, when you were kids and you sat on a seesaw, you always had a big fat kid on one end and you being skinny on the other. The fat kid sat down, the skinny kid went up and this skinny kid didn't go anywhere until the fat kid moved. That's a seesaw. Unless, of course, you moved way out and then the seesaw got to working. the, The part in the seesaw that doesn't move is called a fulcrum. There's a time in history that never changes and never moves. That day in history is the day Jesus died and rose from the dead. That is the greatest day in the history of the universe and always will be so. That is a day that will never move. Now we know that when he died, he said, It is finished. The old covenant. The old way of approaching God ended, and a new covenant began when he rose from the dead. If you would do me a favor, go to the book of Romans chapter 4. When you leave here today, you are going to be very, very different people. Every one of us. There's something that happens every Easter. We go to church. We hear about what Jesus did on the cross and he rose from the dead. And I'm going to tell you something. Easter's not about Jesus. I did that for shock effect because many of you are looking at me going, yeah, it is. No, it's not. He didn't need to die for himself. Did he? Who did he die for? Then he didn't need to rise for himself. Who did he rise for? Easter is about you. You're the one that was lost in sin. So if Jesus' death took care of your sin, did his resurrection take care of your righteousness? Yes, sir. It absolutely is. So today is not a fulcrum of, your, of, of the history of just time. It's the fulcrum point of your life. Everything changes around Jesus in your life. Everything. Romans chapter 4, I want to read this to you, verse 25. He was delivered because of our offenses and raised because of our justification. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being made justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me explain to you what I just read. The Bible says that all have sinned And fallen short of the glory of God. What percentage of people is that? Everybody. So who goes to heaven for living right? Nobody. So whenever Jesus came to the earth, you understand something. Every man was dead in sin. Now listen, we have this concept that people go to hell because they smoke dope, chase wild women or wild men. Whichever one, whichever (laughs) your flavor is. Or whatever it is that people do. But that's not why people go to hell. You don't don't go to hell because you're a sinner, because you sinned. People go to hell because you are sin. If you're born in sin, you don't do sin, you are sin. And you're dead in sin. The Bible says man is dead. That's the reason why you can't walk up to a lost person and say, you need to straighten up. They can't straighten up, they're dead. That's That's why all their good works can't do them any good, they're dead. If you die dead, you're dead. You don't want to die dead. No. So God had a plan. He looks down at the human race and the whole race is lost. We read John three sixteen: for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Well, we, we, we hear this and we think about this. But when God sent Jesus to the earth, we, I want to read something to you I wrote. Listen, Satan's reign over the earth had to come to an end and it would be a man that would defeat him. Let's think about what I just said. Satan's reign on the earth had to end and it had to be a man defeating. God couldn't defeat him. There was no man on the earth. Worthy to defeat him. All has sinned and fallen short of their glory of God. Where are you going to find a man to defeat Satan who has no sin? So God had to take on humanity. We call that Christmas. That's the last time I saw some of y'all was Christmas. But the miracle of Christmas is the fact that God... Took on humanity and became human. What an astounding thing. But why did he do that? Just so we could have Christmas presents? And no. He had to take on humanity. And he had to deal with the devil as a human being. And he did. So the next thing he did. Was that he had to walk the earth as a second Adam. And fulfill all the scriptures without sin. Jesus When they brought him before Pilate, was examined by the high priest, Aaron, and and, and everyone. And it says, we find no fault in this man. He had to be examined as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, I want you to think about what I'm about to say right here. Jesus took Adam's place. The first race failed. God had to start a second race. And he had to start it with a perfect man. And that race was started in the Lord Jesus Christ. So as he's walking this earth as man, then he goes and defeats the devil as a man. I'm going to say some things to you today that you haven't probably never heard before. We're going to talk about what actually happened on the cross. We're going to find out a little bit more went on behind the scenes than we've ever heard. For instance, did you know that when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't take your sin, he became it. Yes. Amen. Him who knew no sin became sin. Yes. That, him, that you might be made the righteousness of God that's in Christ Jesus. And in order for him to do that, in order for him to fulfill all righteousness, God had to find one man to pay the debt for every man and it had to be a perfect man. So when Jesus went to the cross, we read in the garden how he says, Father, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. It wasn't the nails bothering him. It wasn't that cross that was bothering him. It was experience the wrath of God. The wrath of God was poured out on Jesus on that cross. So much so that even the sun stopped shining. Nothing in nature would look upon him as he became sin. Let's think about this for a minute. Is Jesus God in the flesh? Yes, Yes, he is. If he hadn't become sin, where would he be today? Walking Walking the earth. He was immortal. He couldn't die. So if he couldn't die, he couldn't die on the cross. Is he God? Can God be tempted? No. Was Jesus? Yes. Was, wasn't he? Can God die? No. Did Jesus die? So he had to become totally human. Think about that a minute. He had to become totally human. He had to walk the earth as a man. He didn't heal people because he was God. There's, There's nothing in your Bible to back that up. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Jesus didn't do anything until he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Same Holy Ghost you got. So he walked the earth as a human being. When he went to the cross that day, he went to the cross and you're in my place. Romans, let me read this. He was delivered because of our offense and raised because of our justification. How do we know that God accepted the sacrifice? Now let me back up a minute. Did Jesus pay the debt for every man? Yes, yes he did. Yes. How do we know that? Because he raised him from the dead. If his sacrifice wasn't acceptable to God, God would not have raised him. Now I'm gonna make a statement to you. It's quite a statement. Nobody on this earth goes to hell for sinning. What a statement. How can they? Jesus paid your debt. Have y'all thought about this? How can God send a man to hell for sinning if Jesus paid their debt? He can't. So why do people go to hell? They've never received Jesus. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he became sin. But when he went down in the region of the damned, he came alive again. Not just physically, but spiritually he was born again down in hell. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. See, Easter's about you. This is the day you rose from the dead. Go with me to Luke 16. Let's prove this. You're going to walk in here today and go, yes. I knew Easter was really awesome. And it is. Now, I got to tell you guys something. And I got to back up a minute because we have visitors here who don't know me at all. I'm the preacher they warned you about. When I got saved, I was aggravated. I was aggravated. I wanted to know what happened to me. Do you understand? It's weird. It's weird when you go to a crusade because you're going to penny beer night. And you meet Jesus instead. I had a mindset that a Christian is a forgiven sinner. You just get your sins forgiven. You go on about your life. Oh, that's not so. I walked into a crusade, I prayed the sinner's prayer and I went home thinking about God and I've been thinking about God every waking moment for over 40 years now. He's been on my mind. So for me to walk out of a crusade with the life of God in me, I went in a sinner and came out a saint. For me to be a new creation, for me to be made, I had no idea what happened to me. And yet the church could not explain to me what happened to me. I'd go to people, What happened? Well, you, got, you met Jesus. And I got to thinking, Well, there's a lot of people meet Jesus. And, and they kept saying, Well, you got saved. I said, How, how did I get saved? What, how, did I get, how do I get saved? How does it happen? Nobody could answer my question. So through a a series of events, I began to seek God. I went, what happened to me? What happened to me that I'm so full of God, hungry for God, reading my Bible, want to be and go to church and want to be nice? (laughs) Something happened to me. People looked at me and said, it's a con job. Well, it's been going on for 40 years now. It's a long con job. See if you knew me then. Now, let me tell you something about my family. My family knows me. I am the barefoot little guy that used to go out in the woods and hunt coons and squirrels and rabbits and come home and cook them in the yard, catching catfish with my hands. I mean, bona fide, total redneck. Okay? I'm the guy that used to run around with the outlaw gang and run and 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 drag race the cops at night. I'm that guy, and they know this. One day they hear something happened to me, and I got saved. And you know what they're thinking? I ain't way. There's no way. So I left Athens and went to Oklahoma to go to Bible school. They still haven't seen hide nor hair of me. They just know that he, he, he put on shoes. I had a Levi jeans jacket and Levi pants. That was a suit and dingo boots and went to Rama. And I learned who I was and what belonged to me, and I came out and came to a popkin and began pastoring. You understand, my family would walk in this church and sit on the back row and watch me, and they'd go, "There's a God." Because all of a sudden now I'm heart shaffing suits and alligator shoes and preaching Jesus and I cleaned up real good. <laughs> and I still hunt and fish and eat raccoons. But I uh, rode a motorcycle until I got tired of putting air in a tire. <laughs> but something happened. Something happened to me and I, something happened to me. Something happened to you. Yes. Way more than you just getting forgiven of your sins. Something happened to you too. And you've never been able to explain it. So I went to God and I said, explain this to me. Well, the first thing he told me was in John 3, 16 through 21. He made a statement. He says, people don't go to hell for sinning. I thought, well, I thought they did. He said, no, they go to hell for rejecting Jesus. See, if you die dead, you go eternity and you're dead eternally. So you have to die alive. And how does that happen to you? So I'm going to tell you a story. After I got born again, I was going to Bible school, and I still had questions, so I prayed about it. And one day, and I I made a promise to God that I would read my Bible every day and study every day. So I'd go to Bible school in the morning, get out at noon, go to work from from 12 to 1 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd go home and eat dinner, and I'd get in the Word of God. I did that every day of my life because I want to be a good minister of the gospel. Well, one Friday, I decided I didn't want to do that. Chay was outside playing with Kim Portolotten or Copeland at the time. And everybody in the neighborhood was playing. Sunny day in Oklahoma and everybody's having a good time. So I told God, I said, if you don't mind, I'd like to just take the afternoon off. And he kind of like, okay. I said, I'll be back in the morning, which would be Saturday. Not. Eight o'clock in the morning, the Lord wakes me up and goes, sunshine, it's up. Get up. Let's get in the Word. And I went, no, I don't want to do that. And I, went, I rolled over and went back to sleep. And at 10 o'clock, I woke up. I remember like it was yesterday. And I looked around the house and I went, I don't want to read my Bible now either. Have y'all ever had days you really just didn't want to read? You know, you're spiritual as you may think you are. You just some days you just rather go outside. And so I said, God, I don't want to to go. I don't want to go out now. I said, help me want to. All of a sudden, Inside of my belly, my belly began to roll. I wasn't getting sick, but it did feel like it. It, The same feeling. But it was a happy sick, happy happy belly roll. And it just rolled and it rolled. And all of a sudden it came up out of my mouth. And I could feel something coming out of my mouth. And it, and it can't. I could feel it hitting the back of my teeth. It was such an experience. I told God, I said, it feels like water. I honestly felt like I was throwing up happy juice. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, though. not it? I mean, I could feel something hitting my teeth and coming out. And my house filled with the glory of God. Whole house. Ten o'clock in the morning, I stepped into the f- literal manifested presence of God. And we had an audible conversation, and I'm going to tell you what we talked about from then till about 1:30 in the afternoon. And I walked around in a glory cloud in my house as he began to teach me what happened to me when I got saved. Wow. And I'm going to teach it to you in Luke 16 let's read this verse 19 there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple purple that's a new word that's fine purple, purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And so it was, the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and he was buried. And being in torment in hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip his his tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am tormented in this flame. So I'm standing in in my bedroom and water's coming out of my mouth and the house is filled with the glory of God. And I said to God, this feels like water. And he said to me, he said these words. He said, the man in hell, what did he want? I said, well, I've heard that people in hell want ice water. (laughs) And he said, why would he want water when his body is in the grave? And it, it uh, he kind of shocked me for a minute. And I went, wait a minute. And he said these words. Listen, he didn't want H2O. Now think about this. When you die and your body's in the grave and his spirit man and his soul went down into hell, why would he want H2O? It's the flesh that craves water. Amen. And he said to me, he said to me, if you were in hell, what would you want? Come on, y'all, this is an easy question. Get out. Out. Get out, right? Yes, sir. What do you think this man is asking for? Now, let's go back in a story in John chapter four. Jesus met a woman at the well and he sat down and he said, he asked her for a drink of water. And she said, well, you being a Jew, you guys don't ask us for water. He said, if you'd have given me water, I could have given you living water. She said, where are you going to get it? You don't even have a bucket. And he said, the water I will give you will be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He's talking to her about eternal life, isn't he? So let me ask all a question for: but How long does a sinner live? Forever. 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 How long does a Christian live? Forever. Everybody lives forever. So you're not talking about living forever. The word "zoe" in the Bible is the Greek word in "life." It means the life of God. Amen. I would have given you a drop. Of the life of God. On your tongue. That's called eternal life. So the rich man down in hell looks and says, If you would have Lazarus dip his finger in water and place it on my tongue. What would that have done? What is hell? Hell is the absence of God. Think about this for a minute. Hell is a place where God is not. What is heaven? It's a place where God is. So heaven is where God is and hell is where he isn't. So, so, so hell is zero joy, zero peace, zero love, zero life. Am I right? That's where this man is. And he goes, if you would dip your finger in water, it would cool my tongue. All right. So the Lord says to me this. Now, I'm going to read some stuff to you. In John 4, you don't have to turn there. Jesus is talking to the woman about the life of God the water of God in first John chapter four, five, verse 12, pop that on the screen. I want everybody to read that. That's first John five. Listen, let's look at this scripture. He who has the son has has what Life. life. He who does not have the son does not have life. Look at the next one. These things I've written to you that believe in the name of the son of God, that you know you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. This man wants a drop of the life of God so he can come out. All right, let's move on. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, listen to the statement that God made to Adam. In the day that thou eatest thereof, you shall surely Die. die. Now the word surely is the Hebrew, Hebrew word dying. This is what it says in the Hebrew. God said to Adam, in the day that you sin, you'll be separated from me and dying, you will die. What does he mean? Dying, you'll die. Dying there means that he would die spiritually Man's problem is spiritual death Every man outside of Jesus is spiritually dead You want me to prove it to you? Well hell yeah What the hell? Go to hell Why why is there so much venom? What's coming out of their mouth? Hell They're already there just hadn't fallen over yet. Don't die dead. So God told Adam, the day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die, or dying you'll die. Adam's problem was that he died spiritually. He was separated from God. God is life. And man is separated from life. And in Jesus was life and the life was the light of man. Jesus was the only man walking the earth full of the life of God. Until he went to the cross. Until he went to the cross. And then he died. Not just physically, but spiritually. Jesus was separated from God. Him who knew no sin became sin that is the thing in the garden he said I don't want to do this you talk about trusting God how would you like for him to send you to hell and trust you to get you out some of y'all can't believe he gets you out of debt what about hell Ephesians chapter 2, I'm I'm going to go over there, i want to read this. Folks, I'm telling you right now, Satan hates me. He hates me, he hates me because I'm telling you these things. Because you're going to leave today and go, I will never be the same. Even you people that are born again Christians, you're going to walk out of here and go, man, if I ever knew this, I know it now. All right, listen to this. 2, chapter 2, verse 1. And you, he made you alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Who got raised from the dead Easter? You did. Now, here's what happened. When Jesus went to the cross... He didn't go for himself. He went in your place and he died spiritually and he went into the region of the damned. And for the first time in 4,000 years, Satan has a man in hell illegally. What did David do? He committed adultery and murder. What about Moses? He committed murder. There's none. There wasn't anybody in heaven. Nobody. All sinned, except one, except for one. And God looked down from heaven and said, why do you have my son? And for the first time in history, Satan had to turn a man loose. And the spirit of God went into hell and Jesus was born again. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And what Satan did not know was that he paid your debt before he he came out. So now Satan doesn't have one Jesus. He's got thousands of us. So when, when Jesus rose from the dead, he's alive, but you're dead in sin. So what does God need to do now? He needs to take your dead spirit and connect him to a man alive. There's where the marriage covenant comes in. Listen, I know some of y'all don't like Donald Trump. It doesn't, this is not about Donald Trump. What's Donald's wife's name again? Milana. Does Milana have financial trouble? Why? She was a poor Russian, but she got in a blood covenant with a rich man. Today, she's not worried about money, clothes, food, cars, right? You were dead in sins and then you accepted Jesus and you were married to the Lord Jesus Christ and the moment you confessed him as Lord and said, Jesus, the life of God hit your tongue and you came out of hell and your spirit man became born again and you are alive from the dead forever. Hallelujah. Is what happened to me? I went in a crusade dead. Jesus' name, his name, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My debt went to the cross, his resurrection is my resurrection. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will never die. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you talk about make the devil mad. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're in here today, listen to me. I'm not giving an altar call right now. We'll talk about that in a minute and you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, your spirit, man, is full of God. If you died physically, you just walk around hell and leave. Because hell can't hold a man full of God. Hell is the absence of God. A man with Jesus is full of God. If you died today, hell can't hold you. As a matter of fact, I got some good news for you. Hell on earth can't hold you down. Greater is he that is inside of me than he that is in the world. How'd you get born again? Confession. How do you get healed? Confessing. Oh. It's a gift. Was your salvation a gift? Healing's a gift. You said, I believe he died on the cross, rose from the dead. And what happened to you? But Romans 10 9 and 10 up there. I'm to show you that. I'm to show you that. That's all I did. That's all I did. That's all I did. I walked in a crusade. I'm listen, I'm an ex biker, ex felon, ex hell raising, got kicked out of a city. Ex and I walked in a crusade, prayed a sinner's prayer, and walked out a saint. Amen. That's crazy. And I'm going, what happened to me? All I think about is Jesus all day, all day, all day, all day. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised the dead, you'll be what? Saved. Yes. For the heart one believes to what? Right. Righteousness. Right. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Yes. Would that work for healing? Yes, yes it's a gift. Could trying to get healed. Yeah. You are. Yes. But God needs your faith. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. Let him be the let him be God. You're not God? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Acts two twenty-five. Well let, let me let me read this text. John three fourteen. Jesus says, as Moses. Put the serpent on a pole. Why is Jesus depicted as a snake on a pole? Because he became sin. He didn't take sin, he became it. Here's another one. Listen to this one. Jesus made a statement in Acts 2.25. Acts 2.25. Put that on the screen. I want you to read this. For David said concerning him, this is Jesus. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He's at my right hand that he may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. My flesh is rest in hope for you'll not leave my soul in hell. Mm, Did he go to hell? Yeah. Yep. You better believe he went to hell. If he didn't, you are. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Come on. But, but listen, if you said Jesus be Lord, you ain't. Now, some of y'all are sitting here and you said, I've prayed that before, but I'm still a sinner. No, you're not. You're, you're just an ignorant Christian. I didn't say stupid. If you don't know it, all right, let's go back to Melana. Melania. Tell me, tell me. Melania. Well, I'm glad that's not my name. I, I couldn't even know my own name. What if she didn't know anything about Donald? She'd, be She'd still be poor. Yes. If he gives her a credit card and she just throws it down and never, it wouldn't do her any good. Yes. Some of y'all have a Bible it ain't doing you a bit of good. Because oh. all of this is yours and you just don't know it. You're in the will. Come on. And the will took place when you got saved, not when you die. Amen. Can I tell you what's in the will? Healing. Can I tell you something else in the wheel? This will make you mad. I'm going to make you mad. Did you know prosperity's in the wheel? Let me ask you a question. Have y'all ever met a broke Jew? I'll come over here, you know. When you have a name like Silversmith, Golden, why do they all have gold and silver names? Because Abraham was rich, I'm going to blow your mind. I only got one chance to some of y'all. Listen to me. Jesus Christ was not poor. I know some of y'all came out of churches and they told you that. That's a lie. He has a treasurer. What do treasurers do? Take care of money. Take care of what? What money? Come on, I'm messing with y'all's head bad right now. Why did they gamble for his clothes? They ain't gambling for yours. He's Jewish. Prosperity. Is the blessing of God. It belongs to you now. How do you say that woman's name, Melania? Do you think she's laying awake and now worrying about money? No, she just wakes up and taps this guy on the shoulders and goes, I've been looking at a new car. I've been messing with y'all bad. When I found this out, I quit driving junkie trucks. When Lisa found this out, she quit wearing junkie jewelry. I told her one day, I says, "If you want nice jewelry, talk to your father." She did. Never mind. If you think it comes because I'm a preacher, you do this. Because if I could charge y'all, I would be rich. But did you notice nobody brought a card machine by a while ago and told you to swipe it? Now you run your business like that. You tell people that come and pay Whatever. Never mind. Y'all didn't get this a bit. That's good. That's good. Healing is the children's bread. Ain't nobody is sick in heaven. If the same spirit that brought him out of hell lives in me, lives in me. Come on, y'all. The same Holy Ghost brought him out of hell as inside of you. You. Yes. Yes. you. All right, we got another one. Amen. Jesus said this, Matthew 12. There will be no sign given you but the sign of Jonah. Look at Jonah 2.6. I'm going to show you something about Jonah. Do you guys, now y'all know y'all watch Veggie Tales? Yes. <laughs> you remember in Veggie Tales that, that Jonah's in the well with a little lamp? Yep. Not. How long do you think you would live in a fish? You'd drown, right? And if you drowned, you would die. And if you died without Jesus, where are you going? Jonah went to hell. Let me show it to you. I went down to the mooring of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. He cried out to God down in hell. It's a type of Jesus. Jesus cried out to God in hell. And God came and got him out. And you can cry out to God right now and he'll get you out. Yes. Amen. Is this okay? Is this good Easter? Yes. Look at Hebrews 1.6. I'm going to show you this and we're going to try to close. And when he again brings the firstborn in the world, Jesus was the first man to ever be born again. Same thing that you did when you got saved. It's not a small thing happened to you. Easter is the day you raised from the dead. Go to Galatians 2. I think it's 2. I think it's 2.20. Look at Galatians 2.20. Here's Paul talking. I have been crucified with Christ. This is you talking. No longer I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Me and Jesus are one person. Now, I'm going to give you another revelation, and this is going to be the last one. This may be more than you can handle. If your spirit's dead and his spirit's in you, what's the difference in your spirit and his spirit? There is no difference. Your spirit and his spirit, same thing. You are Jesus. That would get me kicked out of most churches in this city. But if you listen, I just set you free. There is not a devil in hell that can stop the life of God that's in you. He feared Jesus more than any man that ever walked. And the day that he rose from the dead, three thousand Jesuses came alive it scared the hell out of the devil he went what did I just do and the next day more people received the life of God this has been spreading through the earth and he can't stop it the only thing stopping this is your ignorance of it say I'm not ignorant anymore. Now I'm going to do something because I'm not going to trust you to stand up and walk up here. So we're going to do a mass prayer. How many of y'all believe what I just preached? I gave you enough scripture alright now listen there may be people in here right now that are not born again and I'm going to tell you what's about to happen the minute you say Jesus is Lord the minute God is going to take Zoe and stick it on your tongue and your spirit man is going to blow out of hell that fast now if you don't want it don't confess this if you want to go to hell stupid stupid Good God Almighty. Everybody in hell is a believer. Now. (laughs) Greatest evangelist on the earth are in hell. The rich man was going, tell my brothers, tell somebody. Somebody go preach this. I want you to say this. Say, "I I believe that Jesus Christ died on that, Die on that cross for my sins, for my sins. I believe, I believe he, paid my debt. he paid my debt I also believe, I also believe that he rose, he rose from the dead so I could be made righteous from this moment forward, this moment forward I, consider Jesus I consider Jesus Lord of my, Lord my, life. Lord of my life Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Now, I got to tell you all a story. It's crazy story. Crazy. When I was a youth pastor, they brought a boy from where? What country? Dutch. Holland. In Holland, youth groups are orgies. And I'm making it up. And so when the family invited him to the youth group, he thought he was going to an orgy. Pretty girls, let's all, let's go get naked. They brought him into my house and we kept our clothes on. And he was a little disappointed. And I'm preaching about Jesus. And at the end of the, the, the night, I'm, I looked at him and I said, would you like to receive Jesus? And he said, da? I didn't know da is no. I thought da was you Pretty close. So I grabbed his hand and I said, pray this with me. I said, I want you to say I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And just out of embarrassment, he prayed it. I believe he died on the crossroads of death. And then I said, go tell everybody you're saved. And he went around, told everybody I'm saved. And he wasn't. And he got in the car. And on the way home that night, he bowed his head and said, God, I didn't know it was that easy. I didn't mean it but I do now. And he confessed Jesus as Lord and got saved on the way Praise This is my famous one. When you're in a restaurant, pull out a 20 and a 50 if you have one and wave it to the waitress. She'll come. And when she reaches to get it, grab her hand. Now she wants this money bad. I learned this fishing. It's a worm. It's a worm. It's a real worm, but it's a worm. And I say, do you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross? And she always goes, now? Now? I'm not turning loose of this money until you answer me. Why are we waiting until you get off work? That's true. That's true. Why would I wait? And she says, most of the time, my grandmother. I said, I didn't ask you about your grandmother. Well, my grandpa. I said, I you about your grandfather. I'm talking to you. Have you ever asked him to be the Lord of your life? Most of the time they go, no. I said, well, let's do it now. i do not ask her if she wants to do it. I'm telling her. <laughs> Sink or swim, live or die, darling. Bow your head. I did this at Quincy's one day. The girl prayed and asked Jesus coming on. Turned her loose and she kept the money. All the waitresses ran up to me and said, did she just get saved? I said, yes. They said, we've been praying for her for months. Well, why doesn't someone throw a worm out with a hook on it? (laughs) Why don't you tell her how? Most people, most people. Why does a lost person act the way they do? We were under shame. When I'm a sinner, I didn't go to church either. I don't want to walk into church knowing I'm living like hell. And I couldn't change, so there's no sense in pretending. So what we do is we wait till Easter, and then your relatives bring you. And then something funny happened on the way to hell. I got saved. What I told you today, every devil in hell wouldn't, didn't want you to know this. There's not a man on this planet. Has ever gone to hell for sinning, only rejecting Jesus. But nobody told him. No one told me either. And the day they did, I'm glad they did. Now he didn't change it. Now I still hunt and fish. And I'm still a redneck, kinda. I'm a sophisticated redneck. I have expensive rifles. My truck doesn't break down when I go in the woods now. I mean, it's just nice to be an expensive redneck. If you came today and you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. If you came today and you're a Christian, thank you for coming. And it was my honor for maybe the first time to ever explain to you who you are. You're walking around wall to wall, God Almighty on the inside of you amen. Today, you have risen from the dead. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.